0: Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. He's gotta keep living, man. L.I.V. the truth. Yeah! This part, no fun! Get away from her, you bitch! Oh, you got the wrong guy, I'm the dude! You told me you built a time machine! you father's a father in the buried! You're gonna need a bigger coach. Welcome to the show.
1: There we go. All right, um welcome to the nerd trek Movie club everybody this is our first episode um i'm jeff i don't know where this is gonna go you may know me from the nerd check podcast with uh talk about star trek but here we're talking about movies our love of movies some of our favorite ones i'm sure we'll talk about some of the worst ones um but i'm a big film and cinema nerd i'll pretty much watch anything um but it's not just me talking about the movies I like. We're going to have guests and talk about the movies that they like, and then I'll force them to watch movies that I like and even some bad ones. Uh, (laughs) So it all works out. Uh, But for our first one, uh, I do have a guest with me. Thank you for doing this. This is my dear friend, Yuri.
0: Yo, what's up? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's a good day.
1: Yeah, I will take a good day. That's always good. (laughs) <laughs> I know I have coffee. I'm it, it's a day off from work, so I'm I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say that's, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, uh, I had someone call coffee a big part of don't give a fuck, and I'm like, yes,
1: yes. Because <laughs> even if I wake up, I, I don't give a fuck, but coffee just makes it just warm and cozy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um. So we met through tiktok basically through all the star trek tiktoks and cosplay and all that um which your stuff is great i always love it um so people need to go check it out because you have cool stuff um but you're also like movies
0: yeah i love movies i love all sorts of things i've been a nerd for as long as i can remember Um, i'm not just trying to find a way to be a nerd on the internet
1: I think it's a good time to be a nerd it's definitely i mean even when i was a teenager like it was i mean i people made fun of me for watching star trek um but i'm glad that being a nerd is just way cooler now than it was then so nerd out as much as you can
0: yeah i think especially (laughs) in today's day day and age where you got streaming and all these different streaming services and people are realizing that they can make money off of nerds that they just pump out content that's like (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and we are we are hardcore fans. Like we will do fanfic or short films or cosplay. Like we are nerds are all in. Basically, yeah. we're like we're like the like Packer fans of nerddom. We will wear cheese hats and paint our faces. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, um, you picked Mega Mind, uh, for us yes. to talk about. Why Mega Mind?
0: um megamind is just i think it's my favorite movie ever um i watched it when i was a young preteen and just sort of like fell in love with it and like saw myself in megamind and i always come back to it and see like it still holds up it's been like i don't know oh um, it, it was in released 20- in 10 2010 i'm like that's now i feel old
1: is <laughs> to 10 my years life. old. welcome to my life <laughs> Um, yeah. But I get I get what you're saying because um, and it's kind of that nurture versus nature thing. It's basically he's shunned as he grows up as a kid, and then he's like, hey, if people treat me like shit, then I'll just be a villain, and yeah. he kind of just falls into it.
0: Plays with the superhero tropes before superhero movies are really a thing.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. um, I actually kind of was looking at the history and. The only, like, superhero movies that came out before this that were mainstream for kids were, like, um, they had some of the Spider-Man movies out, then first Incredibles was out, but then there was Shark Girl and Lava and the Spy Kid movies, and, like, those oh, yeah. were the superhero movies of that time. So, like, to have one that was so different and, like, to actually take a risk on superhero movies, because at that time, superhero movies were a risk.
1: Right, because, it, I mean, it was seen as a very niche, like, nerdum kind of like, who's going to go watch this? Yeah, because Iron Man had, like, just come out, like, maybe a year or two before this. So, it was just, like, so even, like, the MCU was just s- starting up. Iron
0: Man came out in 2008.
1: Eight? So, oh. 14 two, years ago? Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, so it was just even starting then, and, and that was a huge risk. Um, but, but you're right, I think it does deal with those tropes because it's very you know the villain wins um although the the good guy kind of lets him win uh but you see what happens and then he even i i love when movies get meta like that it's like the incredibles when when uh syndrome was like oh you've got me monologuing (laughs) and then in this one he's like i'm supposed to have a good guy and we trade witty banter and then i go to jail and then i break out and like there's a like there's a pattern to it
0: I think that's my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is when he's fighting the main villain, I don't know if we're going to talk about spoilers yet, but the main villain at the final battle scene.
1: Yeah. Um, And they're fighting
0: back and forth, and Megamind says something witty and goes, you say something witty back. And Titan just screams. He's just like, I don't know what to do with that.
1: <laughs> it is. It's good. Yeah. No. And, and this, this entire show is a uh, spoiler. So if, if you have not seen Megamind, go back and watch it. Don't, don't listen to us first. Go, go watch it. And then listen to us.
0: You'll thank us uh, later.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But it's like, and that's the thing too, is like, I, especially with that, that end fight, titan like wants to kill him he's like i'm will destroy you and megamon's like that's not how this works i i go to jail and then we we, we do it again in a few months but titan is like breaking all the rules
0: like the heroes the, the breaking the rule of that the heroes don't kill like breaking the batman rule of no kill
1: yeah well especially how Titan. i mean of course okay so because then you've also got like this kind of love triangle that's built in. And this is the, this movie has a lot of layers that I... Because yeah. I, I think I watched it originally when it came out. And then I watched it again since you picked it. So, I, you know, it's been a, a while. Um, but this has a lot of different layers to it. Like it has Megamind trying to kind of find his place in the world. And yeah. then, you know, does he get, get the girl? And then the... Even the superhero uh, Metro Man is like, I'm tired of this. I'm kind of burnt out. Like, you know, he moves on, and then Titan, as the supposed hero, is not a good person, becomes a villain, and just like throws everything off.
0: I think another thing that I really like about this movie is it's very much a kids movie, but deals with a lot of heavy topics. And mm-hmm. uh, for example, it's the dealing with the whole um, nice guys is like. Mm-hmm the nice guys that pretend to be nice but really aren't. Like that movie actually addresses that, both with Mega Mind, because he has to learn to actually be a decent person and not lie to Roxanne. Mm-hmm. But then you have to deal with Titan and realizing that he even though he's a little goof, he has this darker side underneath of him and he doesn't really respect people the way he claims to.
1: And once he gets enough power where he can be above them, then he can be his true self or how he probably is deep down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he, it's interesting because well, especially from a, obviously I'm seeing this from a male perspective, from a non-male perspective, you, people probably pick up on more than other uh, than I do. So like, yeah, that, that nice guy of like, oh, he's just goofy and silly and he, he doesn't mean any harm, but then it's like he, but he might do something if he had the, the chance. Yeah which is really interesting and super creepy. Yeah. Who's your favorite character in, in, in the film. Do you think
0: it's definitely Megamind.
1: Megamind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is that?
0: Um, well, I saw this as a canon. I have this head canon fan theory about Megamind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go into a little bit about this and I'm going to make my own video going into extreme detail about this on my YouTube. Sure. Um, but as a kid I was watching this and um, Megamind's dyslexic. 100%. He is dyslexic. I
1: can he see has it, a he...
0: lot of dyslexic traits and sort of yeah. like as a kid who who a lot of people like force the dyslexia uh, mindset on me and like this is who you are and this is your soul sole mm-hmm. character trait um, and like not having any sort of representation and like I'm, like, growing up, I'm like, yeah, a lot of these characters look like me, but they don't act like me. hmm And, like, seeing Megamind, and it's, like, they don't, uh, like, seeing, like, how, how he pronounces his words and stuff, like, like, Olo, and um, it's very much... matrosity. Matrosity, um, and sort of, like, seeing that as sort of, like, a representation of dyslexia on the on the show, and sort of, like, how he was treated as a child at school. Like, mm-hmm. that is very much how a dyslexic is treated, or at least in my time, how it just like, was treated in school and sort of like seeing myself represented in media and how important that was to me. Yeah.
1: And that's interesting because, um, his main trait is being kind of hyper-intelligent, Yeah. you know, cause he's, he's mega mind and he does, he is very intelligent with all everything that he makes. And so you'd think because of his intelligence then, but he does miss, Pronounce these words, and he's treated differently in school because he's he's different. And even for things that aren't that terrible, he's like put in the corner and shamed yeah. for it. And so that that would make a lot of sense if he is a dyslexic. Yeah, because he he mispronounces things. He's not quite quote unquote normal, you know, by yeah. societal standards. I guess. um That's interesting. I didn't see, and, and that's what I like about because there's you're going to get something out of it that I I just don't see because that's not my a perspective.
0: Yeah. Well, also, if you don't even view him as dyslexic, how they use language as comedy,
1: because mm.
0: a lot of the times how languages use a comedy is that if a person struggles with reading or can't pronounce things, the joke is that they're stupid. Mm. and That's the funny yeah. thing. But to have the, that comedy being yeah, he struggles with language, but he's constantly betrayed as this incredibly intelligent person. And that his interaction with language isn't necessarily tied to his intelligence, which I think is right. a lesson to actually have in the world.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because that, that is a trope that does tend to, to happen. Like if you can't read or like if you're an adult or actually because um, um, I, I have a stutter. And through most of my childhood, like I did not read out loud. I hated it. And even now when i watch people who stutter in movies or in real life like it's it's a flashback to my childhood but it's perceived as people that are like oh well you're stupid because you can't say the word like well no there's a physical change there's a like a limitation there but but yeah you're very smart it, that's that makes a lot of sense
0: yeah, like there's so many different ways and reasons why people struggle with language it could be stuttering it could be a learning disability it could be that the language in which you're speaking is not your first language. And none of those reasons are make you less intelligent or less valuable.
1: Absolutely. And, um, I, I run into that at work because a lot of doctors and nurses I work with are not native English speakers and they're from some, you know, they're from a a different country and they came here, but they're highly intelligent doctors and nurses, they're medical people, but because their English may not be the best people are like, well then i'm not going to believe you or i I don't quite take it as seriously so yeah no you're absolutely right interesting perspective i didn't think about that do you feel um especially watching this more as an adult now is it do you still see it as a kid does it take you back to being a kid or do you have like or do you see those different layers of it more as an adult or both both Um, because
0: there's certain elements that just sort of like I wanna, like they trigger me and then bring me back to those moments as a child like watching that school scene over and over again I just sort of like go straight back to what it was like being a child but also now growing up and a little bit older now I kind of see the relationship the romance triangle and like how Roxanne has to try to interact with these super powered people and serve as someone who is a non-man interacting with People and the power dynamics that can happen there—I kind of see more of that than I did as a child.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Let's let's talk about that a little bit because there's um, it is kind of that Superman Lois Lane vibe where she's a journalist and they just think that they're a couple, uh, Metro Man and Roxanne. But then later on, we find out like she's she even says he's not my type. Yeah, like that's not what she's into. But of course, she always gets. Kidnapped uh, yeah. r- repeatedly, <laughs> which I think that might be one of my favorite jokes, where she's like, can I get my frequent kidnapper stamp card filled? <laughs> and, and then Megamind's like, we stopped doing that. She do.
0: wants to know, what was the reward system like? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> did, like? Did every fifth kidnapping, did he wash the bag? Did mean,
1: he <laughs> <laughs> need to wash the bag? That whole sequence is great where she's where he's like spikes and alligators and she's like yeah i'm not impressed it's the same thing
0: (laughs) okay something about that sequence is i own the dvd and i have like the picture of like the spider that's dangling right in front of her face that's like on the cd um, cover thing and i see that on the back and like when i lay it down and i walk away and i come back and i see the spider on the on the desk this guy always smacking,
1: trying to kill. It. I'm trying to kill an animated spider. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's a good gag. I love that one. And then, because even Mega like, yeah, that's a that's he's so spooky. And then it gets in his eye, and like he freaks out. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Um, do you? So I I've never been one who. I can't always relate to the romantic interests in movies I for whatever reason. I don't know why that's not my favorite part. Um, and I feel like it's forced sometimes or I just don't care. Um, is that kind of the same for you?
0: Yeah, I don't care. Or it's unrealistic or yeah, but they don't like Megamind. They play with the tropes cause you got the Lois lane and the, um, lois lane and superman kind of tropes but they don't mm-hmm. they play with it a little bit and they don't necessarily force it into this weird hollywood normative box that we normally get
1: yeah i mean i like that because he he kind of stumbles into disguising himself and then hanging out with roxanne like it doesn't he's not forcing it to like well, at least this is what I've, I mean, he's like, it, it It does happen, but he's not doing it to like benefit from it. I think at first. And then eventually he's just like, I do like her. I like spending time with her. And then it just kind of leads into that. Cause I think he likes being normal or quote unquote normal for a little bit.
0: Yeah. It kind of like starts out as a friendship and then develops into more romantic. I feel.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause they well, just cause hang it... out, hang out to like solve the mystery of mega mind
1: right and like what he's up to yeah yeah because yeah, I don't feel he's trying to use her at least at first which that's I think with, with with a lot of villains they're like um what am I trying to think of it's like uh the show of the boys yeah. they one of them pretends to be somebody because he wants to get close to one of the superheroes so he's kind of using them and then because which that isn't that's kind of an old trope too, like pretend to be someone else, get the information, but then you happen to fall in love, yeah. um, which is kind of the same here, I guess. But, um, but I like then It shows that Roxanne does like Megamind. If once you get rid of that, looking at him as a supervillain,
0: I also like it. How Megamind has to change in order to get the girl. Like mm-hmm. he has to admit that he has not been like a good person. I like the one, the, the date they go on that they finally reveal who he is yeah and that there's this um i found out that the actors actually came up with these lines because um, i watched the the commentary that they did okay. on the video yeah are talking about that scene and how um how they. i was like megamind's like okay what if I wasn't Bernard, and what if I happened to be a nonspecific primary color instead of...
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Just as a random example. Yeah. And Roxanne responds is, oh, it doesn't matter what people look like. What matters is the content of a character, and Megamind responds, well, that's kind of petty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? It's like, damn it
0: and so you're like realizing that he actually has to be a good person he can't just pretend to be a good person which i think is the, kind of the shift between um megamind and titan because yeah. titan he pretends to be a good person but he's not willing to put in the effort to actually change and be a good person where yeah. megamind suddenly has that sort of click of oh I actually have to be a good person if I actually want love in my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause in especially cause he was trying it's, as, as a supervillain, he's trying to force the love and respect and winning, but, but by doing not good things. And then he's like, yeah, no, you're right. Exactly. He's like, Oh, I guess I do have to do good things. I don't have to, or, because like, he he struggles with wanting to be the hero uh, or or the villain. I think he doesn't want to go full hero because he's settled into being the villain so well.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you feel that that's partially because of where people have placed him because he is different, and then he just like well is like fine. I'll then I'll I'll be the villain.
0: Well, I think at the beginning in his like school scene, yeah.
1: he's just
0: basically. Um, what well, I gotta pull up the exact quote.
1: Yeah, Um, no worries.
0: Yeah. And sort of like, you sort of struggling with the whole concept of no matter what he does, like no matter how hard I try, I will always be the odd one out, the last man picked, the screw up, the black sheep, the bad boy. Was this my destiny? Wait, maybe it was. Being bad was the one thing I'm good at. Then it hit me if I was going to be the bad boy, I was going to be the baddest boy of them all. to serve like the, the idea of just fuck it. If this is what you're going to force me to be, yeah. I will make you regret it.
1: Yeah. And he's good at it. He is with his yeah. intellect. He, like he could do it very well. But, but then I think that because, because you're right when he does make that change, Which is partially the the ext or the the external of people finally accepting him and then that forces the internal change of like okay maybe i can be a good guy because i'm not because he's not a terrible person sort of (laughs) (laughs) kind of um but then yeah he makes that change which which i think is 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 hard or um A good example is that final scene after he defeats Titan and everyone is going to congratulate him. Then they're moving towards him and he pulls a gun (laughs) and then Roxy's like, he's not good with positive reinforcement. He doesn't know what that is. He's like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. So it's, there's, I found this intensely interesting too, because like it's that nature versus nurture. And then it's like, how do we treat people? um and then what are their expectations or do they fall into that because of how they've been treated and they're like well then screw it i'll just be the bad person and that's what people expect of me so i'll do it
0: yeah
1: yeah it's definitely an interesting take on it i don't think i would have got that if i had seen this when i was like 15 or 14 it's like it's it just hits different now
0: that's another reason i love this movie is you can still watch it as an adult like as a kid you're like oh cool superheroes and As an adult, you're like, oh, this actually has complicated themes and the characters are complicated.
1: Yeah, because people are complicated. Yeah, Yeah. no one's the good guy. No one's the bad guy. There's a lot in the gray area, which I think especially now how the world is, it's people need a label. People need to put people into boxes and not everyone fits into a box.
0: Yeah, that's very true.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing with this one is, um, this does, well. kind of going back to what we were saying about playing with the different superhero tropes. This is, I think this definitely takes a lot from Superman and and like Lois, because even when Megamind pretends to be space dad for Titan, it's like a classic kind of Marlon Brando, uh, um, uh, father to Superman kind of vibe. Yeah which is hilarious because like, even if you don't know it just that reference it's, it's still funny. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it also like takes from that trip because like Lois Lane and Lex Luthor always have a complicated relationship in the comics as well and I kind of play with that and like some like when Superman dies there's always Lois and Lex Luthor going, well, the thing that brought us together is now gone and sometimes depending on the comic they actually kind of pond over that sort of yeah. like the the whole scene of them at the at the museum right before Mind blows it up that sort of kind of brings that kind of feel of
1: yeah well because they're both there, kind of grieving but also like where do we go from here yeah yeah it's interesting because that's like if, if you build a friendship or a relationship with someone over like one main thing, what do you do if that's gone? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you think that going from villain to hero, is that something that like all villains could do or it does take this the right circumstances or it's or kind of like what you said? It has to take that internal change that, that like, oh, I fucked up and I, I realize what I've done and I need to change.
0: I don't know, I guess it depends on the actual like super villain. Cause like for example, let's use the Black Panther one. That's that so called villain, um, I'm blanking on his name.
1: Uh Killmonger, right?
0: Killmonger, yes. Yeah. Um He it's not so much that he's in villain, it's more of like a different perspective and he like it's complicated.
1: Yeah. It's not <laughs> wrong. It's just maybe not going about it the right way.
0: Yeah, and sort of like that's there's certain complexity in there of, like, is he the villain? Like, is he not the villain? He's not doing good things, but our hero also is not doing good things. So that one is just straight up complicated. Yeah. I think on other times, um, let's do, like, let's do, like, the 80s superhero tropes of um, He-Man and stuff like that, where they're just one straight, like, there's no depth. It's just a straight-up villain.
1: Yeah. Skeletor um, is Skeletor, and he's just just evil.
0: Yeah, and it's like, it depends how much depth there is within how much complexity the writer actually puts into the villain, I mm. feel like. Because if there's enough of a personality and like characteristics and motivations, then yeah, you can create a situation where a hero or a villain has the potential to become a hero or may just depend on the situation.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's also kind of how media and the writing has changed over time. Cause like when I was a kid, yeah, it, it, it was He-Man or Transformers or G.I. Joe uh, cartoons or like nin- Ninja Turtles. And the villain was the villain was the villain always. They didn't change because you need a bad guy and there wasn't a lot of depth to them. They were just evil because they're, they're evil. Yeah. But now you got to get, you get more, maybe the antihero where, like, Deadpool is kind of in this gray area, where the Joker is like, yeah, he's bad, but he's maybe he was pushed there by some other means, or he's more relatable. So it's like they're giving a lot more depth to some of these these characters now.
0: Like, for example, um, Loki, basically, he needs a hug and a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's not a villain, he just needs a hug and a nap.
1: Yeah, he wasn't supported.
0: some, Some way to, like some other outlet besides
1: chaos <laughs> he's kind of like megamind because he was adopted into this family and he was not treated well i mean he was treated okay not that odin was the best father 21 uh because he fucked his kids up a lot uh, <laughs> um but yeah but every time he's kind of given a chance he, uh, a chance he turns and, and or towards good and he does help i also kind of wonder with this movie like where does it where does the audience fall into it? Like, why do we feel the need to be saved or the ones to, to have a hero? I, especially during those large crowd scenes where it seems like basically the, the people don't know how to do anything and it's, they just, we let these supreme beings, these whether they're good or bad, kind of just run things and we're just like, eh, we're here. Like, where does that put us? I don't
0: know. Also kind of like, I understand it's a movie and they had to wrap it up, but, like, at the end of the movie, he got his own museum and everyone's like, hey, you're a hero now. I'm like, are we going to ignore the 25 life sentences that he had before this?
1: <laughs> he's he's fine now. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I wonder, too, like, they're kind of the only two super beings that we ever see. Like, are there other villains out there? Like, who, if Megamind is good now, then who's gonna attack them yeah
0: i don't know i mean if there's alien planets out there because there was two apparently that got sucked into a black hole at the same right
1: (laughs) (laughs) well then i wonder too was megamind's population were they evil or were they like were they a whole society of like villains because metroman was a whole society of maybe like good kind of like the rich which is let's talk about that in a sec too where he falls into a mansion and gets rich and then megamind falls into a prison and is you know poor and mistreated but um it'd be interesting if yeah megamind's whole race was just like villains it's like here's here's your sidekick uh minion and go and do stuff
0: yeah i suppose so yeah that's a good question because like going back to like the superman trope there's like entire civilizations that are just pure evil within the dc mm-hmm. universe and then there's like entire societies that are supposedly just the good people and
1: yeah, yeah. it's very black and white it's very right and wrong
0: Which i think that would just add to the comedy of the movie if
1: yeah i can see that um well, no so let's talk about that a little bit so yeah it's um again kind of going back to this nature versus nurture where megamind is on track to fall into this rich mansion and have a great life. And then <laughs> Metro man just kind of bumps him out of the way and he goes to prison as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, how does that work? How does, how does no one like, hey, we, should, we should call foster care and get this baby out of jail. <laughs> you're
0: just like, Yeah. like Okay. I guess you're,
1: you live here with a fish in a bowl.
0: Like no one has questions. Like it's, I presume this is the first time aliens have come to Earth. Maybe they, maybe not. It's like no one questions when there's a blue baby.
1: Right, with a giant head. Yeah, or like Metro having powers. They just accept it.
0: I was like, oh, my buddy, my my baby can fly. It's like only the best for you,
1: darling. <laughs> I like that. Uh, it kind of takes me back to them to the movie Ted uh, with the the uh, Seth MacFarlane where the where the bear comes alive where after a while people just kind of accept it like no one's questioning it they're like yeah it's just a, a talking bear so in this one they're like yeah people have superpowers it's normal but um yeah it definitely deals with a lot of different tropes and kind of i think it's also works as as a satire of those and like people aren't people are a product of the environment but we're also a product of how people treat us and what we choose to do as well like if we make the decision to be bad then you know that's part of it but if we make the decision to be good then we can change
0: yeah i like how it doesn't necessarily pick one clear thing like it's solely nurture it's solely nature it kind of like mixes the two together and like expresses the complexity of life of it's a combination of how we grew up but also how people treated us but also our genetics and where we were born
1: yeah. And if you look a different way, then people are immediately going to think, oh, you're bad because you're a shade of a primary color and you have a big head.
0: Yeah.
1: Because uh, even I think Roxanne kind of goes through that, too, is where she's like, oh, you know, don't judge a book by his cover kind of a thing. And then she's like, when she sees Megamind, she's like, oh, yeah, you are the villain. I mean, but there's a history there. But I think even she has a bit of prejudice against that.
0: She also has to learn of, like, oh, look past how people have treated and how she's treated him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more complex than I think, like, a 10-year-old watching it would would, would get. There's a lot more layers to it. It's like an onion. Yeah. There's layers.
0: Yeah, very much so. Yeah.
1: Um, what else happens in this one? Yeah, that's, I mean, what... Well, especially watching it now, like what strikes you, or what, like what kind of reinforces that this is still one like your favorite movie?
0: I like watching it because every time you can get a different joke, or a joke hits a little bit different, or you're like, oh yeah, that scene, or like I think one of my favorite scenes I always gets a chuckle out of me. What's the difference between a hero and a super, like a supervillain and a villain? And it's like presentation and just really <laughs> this... <laughs> like this. Yeah. Now understanding the showmanship and like how they bring in like the music within there and like seeing how they all fit together and just things you don't necessarily see as a kid, you can now see later or find funny. Like the invisible car and how many times the invisible car <laughs> runs over people. <laughs> just... Yeah. It's funnier now. <laughs>
1: There's some great physical sight gags in this as well. It's not just kind of that, but yeah, there's it's there, the, the, there's some great physical gags. Um, the soundtrack in this is a great soundtrack. Like there's a lot of like kind of you know some like heavy rock, some AC/DC, um, especially for, yeah for Megamind when he comes out with all his brain bots and he's like some great classic rock starts up. Oh, that that made me happy. so this is definitely one that you would recommend for other people to to go watch
0: oh yeah especially if you're a fan of any like rock music or just superheroes in general or you just like movies that play around with tropes this Mm. is just it does so much or if you just like weird comedy
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think this might be my favorite will ferrell movie um and I, I don't know what that says about me, but he's, he's, he's good as Megamind and it's really good.
0: I guess I, I I've never always paid attention to, um, actors that much. It's just or sort of like, they're the character. But when yeah. I looked it up today, I'm like, wait a minute, your buddy, the elf, buddy, the elf was Megamind.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, he does such a good job. I think it's like you, it, huh. cause there's, there's some characters or when I hear a voice, I immediately picture that actor being the character that's just how my brain works but with him i'm like no this is Mega Mind. like he blends in fine
0: um you see the range of all of the actors
1: yeah i think what's funny too is like with with metro man and when he quits and he wants to be music man and you're like it's nice to see that he's not good at everything like he's just he had his midlife crisis he's he's buying guitars and trying to like start a band and he's not good at it
0: also well, like that megan My, or metro Mayan is brad pitt and like this is one of his first things that he did that kind of launched his career if i remember right um, uh
1: in 2010 uh, I, I mean he's kind of established i think but yeah, yeah he was around then yeah,
0: well, sort of like, yeah. during that one scene of him he was like did i do it bad enough wait i need to do it again i need to sing worse <laughs> <laughs> like having to keep redoing it and like no 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 your voice is already terrible enough you don't need to make it worse
1: it's yeah oh it's so good but i and, and and that's because i think especially as superheroes we're like oh they're just good at, good at everything because they're they're the the hero and you're like no he's not he's really not <laughs> um yeah there's a lot in this one there's a lot of different layers and there's a lot of different things that you can take away from it. i think it's it's definitely worth a watch um I appreciate it much more now watching it now than I did when, I think when it first came out, cause I was in my twenties when it came out and I'm old now, so it's worth it. <laughs> they should do a sequel like some other baby or someone comes from another planet and he's got to like do something.
0: Mm-hmm. I wish they would.
1: They would do yeah. yeah. They could cause everyone's still alive. They could do, I mean, and, and it's voices. So yeah. it still works. Well, um any parting thoughts that you have on Megamind in in general anything i missed no
0: just if you're listening and you haven't seen it go watch it
1: yes go watch don't yes. don't listen to us first go watch it it's worth it um well let's do this we're um i know you're mostly on tiktok but you're starting up more youtube stuff tell me a little bit about that
0: yeah so on TikTok, I'm very much a cosplayer. Random nerds try to make people laugh. Um, and now I'm kind of expanding what I do. Uh, a lot of people seem on TikTok really seem to like me. Just random thoughts when I watch movies. And, um, so that's kind of moving over to YouTube. And then well, I'm going to start here shortly. So after you watch this podcast, go, go over to my YouTube. That that nerdiary and then you can watch a video of me explaining why Mind is dyslexic
1: <laughs> i like that because uh, like yeah. you said that's a it's a it's a perspective that like i probably didn't wouldn't catch up on but you caught it and getting your perspective on that would be i think just a good way to get that out there so people can understand a different side of it
0: yeah well, i think everyone brings their own life experience to movies and like We project our own lives onto stories, and Mm -hmm. that's how we can better understand each other's through stories and viewing stories through different lenses. Absolutely, yeah, that's what I kind of like about nerdom and fandom, and just what I hope to bring through my YouTube and my TikToks and whatever other social media I start up on of just bringing other perspectives and discussing various theories of nerd culture. Fandom.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's a good thing because again, I think we, we primarily get a very white male perspective on things, which I mean, I'm, I'm a middle-aged white male and I'm, I'm doing a podcast. I, I made a joke to someone. It's like, if, if you are a middle-aged white male and you don't have a podcast, then something's weird. So, <laughs> so I'm glad that we have people who are non-male and other people doing you know putting their information out there putting their perspectives out there because we need to hear different perspectives on things that's how we grow and learn
0: yeah i think just other perspectives and also just appreciating and just more positivity of being like this is what i like about fandom and appreciating it but also holding fandom to respectfully a standard yes understanding that what I may like may be different than what other people like, or like my views may be different than others. Cause some other people may watch my video and go, no, I don't view Mega Megamind as and like but we yeah. can each agree and see things the way we want to see them.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what's your, uh, what's your screen name for, or where can, where can people find you on YouTube and on TikTok?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going as, um, I just blanked. Hold on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay. Well, okay, so I know for TikTok you are that nerd Yuri, and it's yeah, URI, right? Yeah. Okay. That,
0: yeah, that nerd Yuri, URI, and that's probably where I'm going to be on all social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. Um, if you find one of those, you can find my link tree that has all of my links there.
1: Yeah. Awesome and it's i i fully endorse it go check out your stuff uh, for anyone listening like it's it's yeah if you want cosplay or just general nerd stuff or comedy and laughs and just from a from a genuinely cool person then go check out your stuff it's worth it it's it's better than mine and that's saying something <laughs> um I
0: mean, also go check out Jeff's stuff i presume nah, you're watching funny. this because you already know but <laughs>
1: my dad's going to listen to this and then that's about it. Maybe my sister. I have an yeah. audience of two. <laughs> um, well, I want to say, so thank you for doing this. I greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll have to have, cause you're also a Star Trek fan. We'll have to have yeah. you onto a, the nerd trick one for, we'll talk about Star Trek. Yes. And I think I can convince you to come back for m- movies. I'll, I'll make you watch some movies too. And we'll, so,
0: so you, you have to pick out your movie now.
1: I will. I'll do that. I I have a a long long list of movies that I enjoy, <laughs> a long list. Um, no, thank you for doing this. I I do appreciate. It. I'm I, if I can convince my friends to do weird shit, that I'm like, then I'm 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 golden. I'm good. <laughs> awesome. Um. So that'll be it for this this episode. Go check out Mega Mind; it is definitely worth it. Um, check out our stuff. That, so the the Nerd Trek Movie Club is part of the Nerd Trek Network at thenerdtrek.com. dot um, With you can see all of our other shows. There's the Nerd, Nerd Trek podcast. We're talking about Star Trek, um, Acting Captain. It talks about Star Trek with a bunch of other hosts that are not me, which is great. Um, we've got Aiming to Misbehave, which is where David and Kara made me and Phil watch Firefly. And then uh, we've got some other things lined up. Go check out those at thenerdtrack.com and give us a review and at Apple and all the other stuff. I don't know. David does this usually and I don't know what he says. So, <laughs> But thank you for listening. Um, and yeah, um, grab some popcorn and enjoy a movie. Thank you, everybody.